It is not okay to go start doing things that when you're supposed to be having bowling league, you want to go do something else. You to better be, be bowling. You better be fucking bowling. Okay. <laughs> like, don't be a dick. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of I'll Have a Double the Podcast, episode lucky number 11. Yes. It's a very underrated movie, by the way. I liked it. It was good. I mean, I, I thought it was, I mean, I, I, it was, at that time, it was one of my favorite movies. I watched it over and over again. Yeah. Big, big time. Um, I mean, we just already just got off the, <laughs> off, off the rail. Wait, I'm Juan B. I'm Jared. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. What's going on, man? Not too much. Had a good week. What about you? You were, uh, your arms tired? Yeah, I was in New York all last week, and I got a chance to um, get some work done and uh, promote the pod a little bit, talking about growing the pod. You know, hung out with uh, my buddy Andrew and saw his little man for the first time. He's like three months now, so shout out to little Andrew. Yeah, and then I hung out with my, my girl Ashley, who, you know, some of you might already know out there in the podcast world, she has a awesome, amazing podcast called Girls Gotta Eat, one of the top podcasts in the country. Yes, go And Ashley. got a chance to holler at her and chat with her a little bit. She gave me some tidbits, what we need to do, what we not need to do, and all that kind of stuff. So, oh, man, New York New York has always been good to me. I, I, I always have a Did good time. Did she say that I shouldn't interrupt you? Um, I mean, because that... Yes, yeah, I she mean, did. It sounds like something <laughs> I shouldn't do. She said sometimes she's like, I don't have to state the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you know the things that you got to work on. So, uh, you know, you just handle that. Uh, but before we get going, uh, shout out to all the new listeners out there in Spotify world. Shout out to all the new listeners in Apple podcast world, Google podcast world. You know, thank you guys. I, I, we see the numbers going up daily, um, slowly, <laughs> uh, but they're going up. As long as they're going up and not going down, we're good. Instagram is struggling a little bit. And uh, a big middle finger to those two people who followed us and then unfollowed us. Oh. So screw you. I don't know who you are, but screw you. Facebook is steady growing. Uh, we're right now. We're live on Facebook Live. Hello, everybody that's hanging out with us. Uh, thank you guys for joining us, and and happy Father's Day to all the all the fathers out there doing your thing. And we we rarely bring up fathers in a in a good way. We always talk about fathers when they screw up. So. Shout out to all the fathers that's doing that thing, and uh, luckily, uh, I'm blessed to have my father still around, kicking. Oh, before I really get going, uh, like I said, I was in New York all last week. Mm -hmm. Guess what my girlfriend did? Uh, she probably did it looking very well. Well, yeah, she she can do that too. Okay. She sent me a picture uh, of my car, uh -huh. and and she said, "Happy early Father's Day," and I was like. You took a picture of a car that I already bought. <laughs> I, I just bought a car about two months ago, and she. I was like, I, I don't, I don't get it. I was in New York. I was walking around, just looking at it, and she's like, look closer, and I realized my windows were tinted. Oh, she nice. tinted my, she tinted my windows, man. She took my car mm -hmm. while I was gone, and tinted my windows. Now I've been saying since I bought the car, I said, man, before summer come around, I gotta get these damn windows tinted. You here in Dallas, Texas. You cannot be driving around with your windows untinted. And it has nothing to do with aesthetics, nothing to do with being pretty and being cool. No, your ass will burn if you don't have your windows tinted. So I kept saying, I need to get them tinted, I need to get them tinted. And you know how that goes. You get busy, you start doing other things. She tinted my windows, man. 
I can't tell you how much it means whenever your partner actually listens. I mean, you know, and and follows through on it like that. Yeah. I would. I mean, yeah. that that takes effort. Like that's not like just you know. Oh, I'm at the mall. Let me stop and get him something something from Express. Yeah. You know, uh, they had a sale. You know, the the two for fifty or something. Mm-hmm. No, she had to get out of her car, get in my car, take my car somewhere, and she didn't just take it to like you know, homeboy Rick over there in the shade tree over there that say, I I'll hook you up with some tent. Yeah. You know, thirty five dollars. No, she got me some really amazing tent that has like a lifetime warranty. So I know she spent a couple hundred bucks on that. So, fellas, if you don't have a woman that will go and get your car tenant, you need to go find another woman. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is this is a this is a real deal here. So, shout out to her. Thank you so much, and uh, I love you. I love you. I love you. So, uh, what are we drinking, man? So we are bringing it back to Texas. I've been trying to feature as many of these, uh, you know, liquors and drinks native to Texas. Yeah, yeah. Now. We're drinking TX whiskey. Okay. All right. Now, this is a blended whiskey. It's not actually you know, distilled and, and everything here in Texas. Yeah. Uh, they blend it together because they really want to get that perfect flavor. And if I'm going to have one or two glasses yeah. and just enjoy it, this is what I'll go with because it's it's sweet. It's not a candied whiskey. Okay. But it's just sweet enough to where you get some of that caramel and that vanilla on the back end. Oh, so yeah. I like to uh, just put it over uh, one large rock. Yeah. And just kind of, you know, take a sip and uh, just enjoy it. It's really smooth, really good. And, uh, yeah, got a toast if you can give it a try. Let's do it. All right. May we all have the unspeakable good fortune to win a true heart and the merit to keep it. Cheers. And cheers, cheers. to everyone out there as you start your lovely week. I can drink this straight. Yeah. All day, every day. I just got to get these uh, big ice. How, how do you how you get these uh, these perfect circular ice because i have one of these things and it'll, it'll be circular on the top and then it'll be <laughs> flat on the bottom uh what i do it's the same way with uh you know whenever you have those old bars of soap and you just put all the old bars together and you just kind of squish them and then you make a big ball of soap out of that never done that no no oh no idea what you're talking about oh okay maybe that's just a poor college thing have you seen the latest episode of black mirror Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love Black Mirror. I've seen every all twenty three episodes. Okay. Hey, yeah. I, the fact that you know the number of episodes <laughs> let me know how big of a fan you are of Black yes. Mirror, and including uh, Bandersnatch, which uh, I've watched about four times now. That's that's the interactive one. Yeah. When that, see, you know, I I never finished it. I I, I got bored. I, I I I got halfway in, and I was like, eh. it's like you know you have to select you know the you know, what what you decide it's it's kind of like the yeah, the video games where you would, you, know, you can kind of interact with the video game and you can kind of decide like what they go do they go through that door they go through that door everyone said it's great yeah i've had i've heard nothing but great things about it um but so the last season i call it season it was like three episodes yeah um the first one just kicked it off and that's the one i kind of want to talk about all right um the first episode striking viper um, it had my man in it, Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of his, you know, shout out to Falcon, mm-hmm. you know, so Anthony Mackie, uh, he's good friends, uh, his, you know, his roommate, um, you know, it starts out, you know, they're, you know, they're young college, like right out of college. Yeah. And you saw where Anthony Mackie, like, you know, met up with his girlfriend at, at a bar and they kind of did the role play yeah. thing and you know, and, and so they did that little, and and basically what they were showing is how like how they kept their relationship spicy. You yeah, know, how they kept it. You know, um, and then fast forward years later, um, you know he's like thirty eight. It was like his thirty eighth birthday party, right? 
and then the the symbolism that Hollywood uses when someone's getting bored and tired and old, they show them at a birthday party outside flipping burgers. First of all, I'm offended by that. Cause I was about to say, that's kind of like a leave it to beaver kind of like every dad's out there flipping the burgers. It's supposed to be the, hey, yeah, family party, yeah. Well, and, and, the fa- and I think that's it. It's yeah. the leave it to beaver. <laughs> For those young kids out there, leave it to beaver. <laughs> was a story. I still really don't know what that story was about. It was about a family, but whatever reason, we paid attention to the kid. Don't know why the hell his name was Beaver. Yeah, yeah. I mm. I don't even want to know why his name was Beaver. We're nope. gonna we're gonna fast forward this part <laughs> and just keep it moving. Um, but Hollywood always shows and, and a couple of things. They show the dress. He was wearing like a collared, like a old navy shirt. He yep. had the glasses. He did, and he was flipping. And it wasn't even like steaks, or he wasn't doing ribs. He wasn't doing anything sexy. It was just burgers and like little wieners, mm-hmm. you know. And then the other guy came over, and, and the other um, you know couple. She was like, "Hey, meet my 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 husband. He likes motorcycles. Well, he likes bikes. He likes bikes. Yes, I like bikes. You know, they have nothing to talk about. And so you start seeing like where this is going. Yeah. Um. And then next thing you know, they uh the the uh, the the single buddy shows up. Of course, he's dressed nicer. Yeah, he's vibrant. He's like yeah. just kind of got a little bounce in the step. He has. Yeah. 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 You know, he's dating a hot, little hot 28-year-old. Uh, wonder how, what that's like. Huh. Anyway. Anyway. Um, and so, you know, he, you know, like I said, he dresses better. He has, a um, like, a downtown high-rise, yeah. you know, uh, apartment. So, you know, he's the single guy. Even though they're the same age, he, they're living two different lives. Yeah. He, Anthony Mackie has the, you know, the, the family and the kid, and they're trying to have another kid. And that's another thing how Hollywood always shows, like, when it's bored. It's like the, the wife is like, okay, it's time. Like, Let's, I'm ovulating. I'm ovulating. This is the peak time, the highest temperature. Stick it in. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, that's sexy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 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 not fun. <laughs> so you got all these things that are playing, and and you know, and then I'm not gonna tell the end of the movie, but basically what happens is that you know they got this virtual reality game, and they start experiencing things other than fighting. Yeah. In this virtual reality world, mm-hmm. and it caused some confusions of what am I really doing, and it felt like that. Anthony Mackie felt like he was cheating on his wife yeah. uh, with his virtual reality game. And that's where the, you know, the excitement that he was feeling, I think what was the main drive of this, of this whole thing. Now where it got all stupid is the fight scene, you know, in real life, they were like, we're going to fight. No, we're going to kiss. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Okay. <laughs> it's like- Actually, that's the one thing that really made sense to me in that episode. <laughs> well, because everything that they had experienced up until that point was through, a, it, it was synthesized. Yeah. It wasn't real. But, you know, they were starting to develop, you know, feelings for each other, you know, or at least on one side. And yeah. it was just like, all right, listen, if I'm going to cause problems with my family, if I'm going to, like, disrupt my life and everything, I want to make sure it's not just happening online, well, you know. And, and that's, well, that's the part that threw me off because, I mean, up to that point, I th- I thought we all knew what was happening here. We I, I looked at it, and I guess what, what interpretation was. I, I looked at it as this was his sca- uh, escape from yeah. his regular life. Right. And he was, you know, this kung fu fighter, and then it was the girl, and he was hooking up with the girl. You know, I I never took, I mean, I'm sure that that's where the movie was leading us to, that there was a, you know, a, a homosexuality, you know, feeling toward it, because even they made the comments, so I guess we're gay now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. So, 
I felt that's where it would have stayed. I felt it wasn't going to go any further than that. It was going to just stay right there. But it didn't. And then it got to that point when then they started fighting. And, and like I said, I'm not going to tell the the end of the um, of the episode. But what I got out of that, at the end of the day, you know, I think the biggest, you know, I would say the, the biggest theme that you could take from that, because there's probably a lot of things. With Black Mirror, you can go oh, yeah. all over. But being bored. And I think there's levels of being bored. Um, dating, marriage, and then especially marriage with kids. And then the main focus is that how do you prevent from getting bored? And then if you get bored, what do you do? And I've there's been many articles. Uh, I've talked to a lot of my married friends. Mm-hmm. I've talked to my single friends. I've talked to some uh, married women. Um, there's no magic bullet. There's yeah. no okay. You do this, and then that's gonna that's gonna change it. And then I think it all depends on how you start the relationship. I think that matters, and mm-hmm. the communication that you have going into the relationship. But even still, it's like a roller coaster that you've never been on. You don't know until you get on it where it's gonna take you. Yeah, yeah. And the the other thing I've said a few times whenever you're getting in these situations, it's figuring out the problems that you want. You know, like if if you want to have a family, like if you say, yeah, I want to be a family man. Well, that means that you're going to have to be getting up at 4 a.m. for feedings and getting two hours of sleep a night yeah. and having to pay for kids until they're at least 25 and like all this other stuff. Yeah. Like those are all the problems that go along with it. But the joy of having kids in a family is supposed to be the balance for that. And the key word is supposed to. Yeah, supposed to. Yeah. And uh, so that's where you find out if that's something that you really wanted or if you just wanted the, or if you like the idea of it. Well, what happens when you think that's what you wanted, <laughs> then you realize, I don't want this. That's <laughs> uh, consequences for your actions. You gotta, well, you know. Yeah, but you still have a life to live. And, and, and I think, and I'm not expecting you to have tell, tell Jared to, to, to give me the answer, but, you know, you wonder, like, okay, now what? And, you know, I, I look at, you know, when his situation, Anthony Mackie's situation, um, you know, he was conflicted. He knew okay, I shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, he was like eyeing other women. You know, he kind of started looking around and so his eyes were wondering. So I don't think it was so much of him just so caught up in his, his buddy, right. you know, in that virtual reality world. It's just that was an easy, easy fix. Yeah, it, That was right there in front of him. He could just mm-hmm. get it. But at the end of the day, I, I mean, I he was just, he was bored. He was bored with his life. He was bored in his relationship. And she felt it because, you know, Women get bored too, and we never think about the women being bored because we always think that okay, if it's a family, if it's a wife, I mean, if it's a you know the the husband and the kids, she win. Like that's what she wanted, right? Yeah. So she wouldn't get bored. She's living the dream because this is what she wanted. How do you think women feel when you think that they have, you know, their whole life is about you know getting the family, having the kids, having that stability, being comfortable, and then and then they get bored. Well, so I don't always want to say it's it's based upon the person you decide to play the game with, you mm-hmm. know, the, your your dance partner and all this. Yeah. You know, just to kind of compare it to dancing, you know, you want to pick your dance partner, somebody that you that follows your lead, but at the same time knows how to back lead that you can learn together. You can anticipate the moves and everything else. So that way you don't get bored. You can go from salsa to bachata to, you know, ballroom or waltz and you just you keep moving around together. It's it's a partnership. It's something where you learn and change, evolve together. 
And uh, if you're, you know, ideally blessed, speaking, ideally, if you're blessed enough to find that person, if you're patient enough to wait, then, you know, that's that's possible. Well, that goes back to a couple of episodes ago. We talked about waiting for the right person. Yeah. When you so focus on getting in a relationship and instead of finding the right person, this what can happen. You find yourself getting bored. Now, let me say this. I don't think. Like you, you were about to say a minute ago, I don't think that it's because of the other person. I don't think you can always say, well, I'm bored because of you. Right. Um, it's the lifestyle. I I thought I was doing what I was supposed to do. I thought this was the lifestyle I was supposed to have. And then I got there and he's like, oh. but you can't get out in it. You feel like but, you're stuck. But wouldn't it be easier to have that lifestyle and all the problems that come along with it if you had an engaged partner? Like if, if the person that you went in there with didn't turn into that 38-year-old guy with the glasses and the checked shirt that's flipping burnt burgers and little weenies. <laughs> you know, maybe if he hadn't gotten a, a beer gut and, you know, kept up his hobbies or, you know, was more involved with the family or, you know, invested more in, in this lifestyle, then, you know, it, it, it takes two. You know? Yeah. But and, I mean, and especially if you have a person there with you. Yeah. But you can't help. I mean, I don't think you can, like, help feeling the way you feel. I mean... You can always be doing the right thing and doing yeah. what's supposed to be, you know, what you're supposed to do. And then it's like, yeah, it's still not working for me. She made a comment. She said when she was talking about, you don't think I get bored too? She was like, um, but I made a commitment. Mm-hmm. She was like, that excitement, I want that, but I had to give all that up because we're a partnership and we're in this together. It was almost like a death sentence. <laughs> That's what she made it sound like. I'm like, oh, you put it that way. I don't want to be part of this. <laughs> I mean, she was just making it seem like, you know, it's like, you don't think I, I want these things and I, I want to feel this, but, you know, I'm loyal, though. So I would never get go outside of the relationship to find that excitement. But see, then that goes back to ask, is she bored with the lifestyle or is she bored with him? Well, Be- because, you know, again, it, if she's bored with him, then... You know, that's that's a that's an equal, you know, on either yeah. side. It's, I'm not going to say it's one person's fault or the other. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if my partner came to, say, you know, came to me and said, hey, I'm bored or I, I want that excitement, too, I'd be like, all right, well, let's go find it. Let's find it. Let's find it. And, and, but I'll tell you what, let's let's do this in levels. Let's talk about boredom and dating. Yeah. OK. Because I think these are three different conversations. I think dating boring and then marriage boring and then marriage with kids. I think those are three different levels. So let's start with the yeah. first level. All right. And and now you're in more in the dating world. Yeah. I'm kind of more in the, almost in the marriage world at this point. But you're in the dating world. Like So what would being bored in the dating world look like? Being bored in the dating world is, uh, you know, when you wake up in the morning and uh, you go and check Facebook before, uh, you're more interested in what's going on, on Facebook than texting the person yeah. or saying good morning to the person that you're with. Mm-hmm. You know, that's bored. You know, bored is where, you know, when you're sitting at the table, you're scanning the room, looking to see what else is going on, more interested in what's going on right in front of you. Yeah. You know, being bored is uh, being able to anticipate the chain of events of what happens whenever, you know, yeah. you guys are having fun. Right. That's getting bored. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean. And, and then get into a relationship, like dating relationship. So uh, what would that look like in a, in a relationship? The dating relationship. So, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, so to speak. Yeah. What, so what, we're what, not what, talking about like dating, playing around. We're well, talk- that's first, you know, and then now the day, now you found somebody. Well, see, the thing is, if you're, if you're dating around, mm-hmm. then that means that you're still bored. You know, you go on one, two, three dates with this person. You're like, oh, all right. Well, you know, it's, it's not, it's not bored if that's what they want to do. 
it's not boring if that's what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, if that's where they're at, if that's where their their headspace is, then yeah. then yeah, absolutely. So I'm talking about being bored in a in a relationship, like like boyfriend girlfriend. You're dating, but mm-hmm. you mean you're just a, you're a couple now. Yeah. So what does that look like? Because I would think marriage would be a different situation. So can you? Get bored in a dating relationship? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You would think and they would. It wouldn't be that that short a time. You would think you're already getting bored. Well, that's the thing is that some people really don't have depth. Okay. So you can figure out a lot of stuff on those first few dates, and if that's not the, if they don't have depth, or if they don't speak the right kind of love language, or if they, you know, have different interests or alignments or ambitions than you, then mm-hmm. absolutely you're gonna get bored because you don't have anything to talk about. You don't have yeah. anything to relate to. You don't, uh, you know, you guys don't speak the same language, so. Yeah, absolutely. You can get bored while you're dating. So do you just get out there? You just stop dating them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just you know it's that uh, it's kind of like there's the it's the rule of threes. You know, three uh, was it three dates, three weeks, three months. Yeah. Okay. That's where you you kind of gauge it those at those steps. And the man, if it, three months, if you're like if you're not feeling it, if you're not like yeah, I could go another three months or or whatever. Then that's that's time to for for her <laughs> sake as well as yours. You just go, hey, you know. Well, I, I I think also it, yeah, from a guy standpoint, and of course that's all we can can do is talk from a guy standpoint. Yeah. You know, I I think we there's an almost an obligation. Like we go, I can't I can't leave now. You feel like she's really into this. Maybe I'll come around. No. Maybe maybe no. I'll come around. Well, no. if guys guys listening, if that ever crosses your mind, you're wrong. <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's the thing is that if at three months if you're having to convince yourself that I might come around, no, <laughs> then you you were never facing the right way to begin with. You're not coming yeah, around. Yeah, you you still had one foot out the door. So no, if it's at three months and you're like ah, you know, I can come around. No, just do do your both do both yourselves a favor. Yeah, just, yeah. So in in the dating world, what what do you think? What would you think would be the the way to you know prevent boredom? I mean. Let's just say, I mean, let's say you you have a great girl. Let's say she's awesome, but you know she's just, you know, you just feel like you you get stuck in a rut, or a rut or whatever, and you feel like, but you want to be with her, but you like, it just feels like her lifestyle, my lifestyle, the way it intertwines is just not, it's just not firing. It's not firing off. That you just gotta let it go. Just gotta let it just go. Just gotta let it go. Yeah, yeah, you just gotta say, uh, hey, you know, listen. I, we both gave it a try. I'm just, I'm being honest with you that it's just, it's not there. And, yeah. you know, there's a guy out there for you, you know, I, I don't know. I, yeah. wait, wait. There's never an easy way to do this <laughs> stuff, you know. And, and you know why? You know what happens? Why you were trying to explain that? You just, you just stayed in that relationship for another three months. Now you're in a relationship for six months now. No. Because at three months you realize, and then it is, you took another three months to like get the nerve to uh, to break it off, and now you're at six. You go, shit! I got the three month speech already ready, but now it's six months, and I gotta work on a six month speech. That's gonna take another no, three months to get that one together. It's something along the lines of, you know, you are awesome. It's just you <laughs> deserve you deserve somebody who appreciates your quirks and you know the little qualities that make you you, and all those kind of things that just that that don't speak to me the same way. Yeah, you know. Everybody has somebody. It's just it's not me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'd be a lot. I was nice. like, damn. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> there is a man in your future. It's not me, <laughs> but there is a man. No. Don't look this way. No, no. no. And in yeah. in all seriousness, though, uh, it's in my opinion, at three, like I said, the three, 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 three yeah. dates, three weeks, three months. Uh-huh. It it really is, if at least not for your own personally, definitely 
for your partners. Yeah. Uh, because the longer you guys are, are intimate, the longer you guys get to know each other, the longer that you guys are, you know, together, that's mm-hmm. that's putting hope. Right. You know, that, that's building up somebody else's expectations, their feelings. And then they just have further to fall whenever, if you already know you're done, yeah. just don't be a dick. Just, it, yeah. Yeah. Let, well, it, let them go. And all of that sounds great. And if your brain, everybody's working in the same, you know, everybody's on the same page. I think that works. But as you get older, especially for guys, as you get older and you start hitting your mid thirties, you know, you start thinking, you know what, you know, maybe it's time for me to start doing things differently than I did before. Maybe it's time that I, I settle down, so to speak. Maybe it's time that I, you know, I, I, I do more things at home or maybe it's time that I, I be more a family focused. Maybe it's time. And so even if they're not feeling it right away, they're thinking, well, maybe this woman will help me get to that point because I'm not as young as I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Mackie said when he was talking to his buddy, he was like, man, you out there still running around. What are you doing? Like a thousand sit ups a day trying to keep up with all those young dudes. And, you know, so it's like he's like, I ain't got time for that. I yeah. don't want to do that no more. So I think there's that part of, you know, I don't want to be out in the clubs. I don't want to be chasing these Mm-mm. girls. You know, um, I, I like coming home to my woman. I like coming home to, you know, you start saying these things, but then you're there and go, this is boring as fuck. <laughs> but I'm supposed to be here. This is good for me. I need this because I don't want to be out there, but damn, I got to figure out something to do in here. You know, and I think that's what happens to a lot of, especially guys. We're going to talk about the women in a minute, but especially from a guy standpoint, I think that's what happens. And now we get into the marriage boring side. Um, and then that's a totally, that's once again, that's another level. Cause now you guys are, you know, you guys are linked in now. You guys are locked in now. Yeah. And there's no just, okay, this ain't working out. I'll see you later. So now you're really into a, if you're dealing with a good man, let's put it that way, or a real man. Now he's like, okay, I'm in it now. So kind of have to be here and whatever I, I, i've seen guys look beat down i've i've seen guys and i can see it in their eyes like damn he looks beat down <laughs> um after, after my divorce i got back in the single world yeah and some of my married you know married friends that are my age look at me going you lucky son of a bitch you know just like no oh <laughs> like you lucky because they, they notice the difference they notice that my clothes changed, you know, um, the way I walked a l- little bit. Uh, all of a sudden, I, c- I couldn't hang out and play Xbox all day because, you know, I had other things going on. And I was, because that's all they could do. But I was like, no, nah, I got a date. I'm like, oh, you was son of a, you know. So you would get that. And so, but they know that's where they're supposed to be, though. They know that. But they still envy being able to go out and do other things. But they didn't know I was crying in the dark. You know, they didn't know I'd be in my car beating on it uh, on on the steering wheel. You yeah. know, uh, but it's always that we talk about FOMO. You know, it's always that. Well, what am I missing out on? You know, uh, that's that's a big part of it. And a couple things that you said that I just okay. So apparently, I have this reputation for dating young, hot, skinny models and reputation just, or or proof or facts. It's uh, their previous <laughs> lives, man. I, I that's. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can I've, pull out the photos. Yeah, I know. I've done yeah, that all before. The but it's one of those where I apparently I have this this reputation that still, like five mm-hmm. years later, however long later that that I still do that. But uh-huh. I, 
it's one of those where dating for as long as I did, as long as I have, yeah, uh, not getting married early. Mm-hmm. It's I have a better idea of what I like and what I don't like. Yeah. And so whenever you're talking about, you know, a guy finding a woman to help him settle down, to yeah. help change him or to help, you know, yeah. uh, mold him or whatever, that's just that's wrong because you, you don't change for somebody else. You, you change for yourself. And, and the ideal thing is to find somebody who inspires you to do that. Right. Who, who draws that out of you, who, who inspires you to better yourself or to do all those things for not just for yourself, but for your partner and for the family, the life that you're creating together. Yeah. So that's that's one thing I disagree or I'd say that that's the guy's fault, man. Yeah. Because that's that's the settle. That's the hey, you know, I think I can see I think I can do. I'm just I'll make this work. Yeah. You know, and that's you're setting yourself up for failure. Well, I, you know, I, I I look at I. I I look at it two different ways because, like I said, I've been that guy, yeah. and I was, I was in a situation where, you know, once again, you're getting older, and you're like, you know what, it, it's time, it's time for me to start doing things differently, and maybe being put where I am in this situation, that'll help me go where I supposed to go, um, and when I got married, I will say that my mentality of what especially you know and when we're talking about boredom we don't necessarily just mean just in the relationship we're talking about career you know uh lifestyle um and so in my situation it wasn't so much the relationship where my boredom it was career and i was i wasn't happy where i was in from a career standpoint but we got married on a different premises of where my career was going so once we got married, well, as we were getting ready to get married, I didn't want to do corporate America anymore. Yeah. I didn't want to do it anymore. She wanted me to just stay there, do my nine to five, work my way up the ladder, and then have barbecues and shit like that on weekends. Yeah. You know, that was that was my life. I didn't want to do that. And I knew I had some some uh some other things I wanted to do mm-hmm. uh, from an entertainment standpoint. Uh, from the acting standpoint, and I was like, I want to do those things, and that was not part of the plan. That was not quote unquote what she signed up for, and that's where the battle began. And I didn't budge, and I'm divorced. <laughs> you know, um, because I was not going to live that life. I, 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 I said I wouldn't be good to anybody if I was going to live this corporate life. And I, no offense to anybody that's in the corporate world, right? I just didn't. I just didn't want to live that life. That's not the life I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some some opportunities from an acting standpoint that I could do this, and I did pretty well in in that world. Um, so it wasn't like I was at home deadbeat and not doing anything. I mean, I was. I did pretty well. Which sometimes that would made her mad because that wasn't. She didn't have the ammo to like see. Exactly. Go, go get you another job. It was yeah. Like, Shit. You got this <laughs> acting role in this movie. Damn it. Uh, you know. Like. Argh. So. You know, and I think that's what happened. But I think that happens to a lot of guys. But a lot of guys don't, you know, they stay in it. And women, um, I actually spoke with um, a very successful, um, you know, lady. She's in her, I think, late forties, yeah. uh, early fifties, and she's very successful in the marketing world. And I asked her. I said, "So, you're you have a husband, uh, you have a couple kids. Uh, you know, they're getting older now." But I said, "So, you know." what kind of advice would you give another woman that a young woman, as far as that wants to have the career, have the family and have, you know, and have the great, you know, great family life with the kids and everything. And I was shocked what she said. I thought she was going to give me, you know, it's a balance, blah, blah, blah. She said, 
regardless of which way you go, someone is going to suffer. I was like, that's not what I expected you to say. And she was like, and her generation, she was saying that you know that going in. It's like, okay, if I choose more career, it's going to affect, you know, my family life. If I choose the family life, it's going to affect the career. She's like, women today, these young girls, these millennials, they're thinking they can have it all because they, the illusion, you know, on social media that there are people out there that have it all. They have the perfect family. They have the perfect husband, the perfect kids, and have this amazing career. And she was like, it doesn't work that way. Something has to give, and someone has to suffer. I said, when you say suffer, you mean sacrifice? She's like, no, suffer, because I look at sacrifice and suffering different. And she's like, no. And in most of those situations, the career is going to be a, a top priority, and the kids are going to be a top priority. Who am I missing? <laughs> yeah, dear old dad. And now he's the one that gets the low end of the stick. He's the one that gets the bottom. And though if he wasn't bored before, he's bored now. And then now, now you got two different cycles going on at the same time. So I was very shocked by that, that for her to say that. And because you don't really think about the women, you know, having to make that choice. And you don't think about women being bored, especially like I said earlier, we think that, well, you got what you wanted. You got the, the, the kids, the two and a half kids, the Fifi, the dog, the house, the pool, and the, the husband that, you know, does his you know, works or whatever. So you got what you wanted. Why, why would you be bored? But it happens because sometimes women say, yeah, you know what? Now that I got it, it ain't what I wanted. <laughs> then what? You know, are they, is it a sentence? I want to point out something here mm-hmm. is that uh, if you told me to go to the store and go get Dr. Pepper, yeah, and I came back with, uh, what whatever the the off brand you know, Mr. Pip, uh, no, like Doctor Cola. Oh, or okay, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I said I want Doctor Pepper, and I said, well, it's pretty close, much the same thing. Close enough. It's 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 close enough. Mm-hmm. And then you're disappointed, yeah, because you wanted Doctor Pepper, right? You wanted the name brand. You yeah. wanted all that stuff. And what I got you, it's pretty damn close. Yeah, you should be happy. Yeah, you should be happy with that. Yeah. So, you know, that's for the people that are bored, for the people that aren't happy with what they're doing, they got a version of what they wanted. And so they have to say that they got what they wanted because it's a version of it. But I guarantee you mm-hmm. in those situations where they said they wanted family and the kids and all that stuff, they wanted a partner there who is with them to make it exciting, to make it fun, to make it uh, all of that. That's what they wanted. That's what they dreamed about. But in the places where they're bored or they're not happy, they probably don't have that. They don't have that that other person to, to help them, to support them, to reinforce, take care of the kids or, or do whatever. But I don't always think that it's it's the other person of why they get bored. I, I don't think that because in my situation, I wasn't bored with her. Mm-hmm. It was just the the lifestyle that I was living wasn't the lifestyle that I, me, Juan, right. I didn't want. It wasn't like, well, this would be the best lifestyle for her and our future kids or whatever but no i there was a still a me involved and i was like i if i'm not happy i can't make everybody else happy i you guys because you guys gonna feel the anger you guys gonna feel it in me one thing about being bored bored is equal opportunities Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) they they like okay they, they don't just say okay if you're bored in your career that's where you'll be bored everywhere else you'll be fine no boredom like spreads and it will affect every part of your life 
and not just yours, it's going to affect everyone else in the house life. So if you're bored at work, it's going to carry over. Did you uh, watch the the last uh, the last season of Saturday Night Live? Adam Sandler is one of the hosts, yeah. and one of the skits that he did, uh, he was a travel agent in Italy, uh-huh. and he's like, now we got some people to give us reviews, and they say, I didn't have that good of a time. Well, let me tell you, if you're a sad person in the United States, and you go to Italy, you're still going to be a sad person, <laughs> Yeah. okay? If you don't like people or being around them yeah. in the United States, you're not going to like it at the Vatican. <laughs> if you don't like taking pictures with your wife in the States, you're not going to like it here. If you don't like the way you look in a bathing suit, don't go to the Amalfi Islands. Okay, <laughs> it's it's one of those things, and and so I agree with you. If you're bored in your career, yeah, you're gonna be bored in the other facets, the other yeah. aspects of your life. It does it does spread. Yeah, and but like you said before, when you're on this this new roller coaster, you know, of marriage, you can't prepare. Like people talk about preparing for marriage. Mm-hmm. If anyone's been married, they know there's no preparation for marriage because. You you've never been on this ride with this person before, unless you're getting remarried to the same person, which is happening. You've never been on the ride with the same person, so you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, you know to hold on, you know to strap <laughs> in, <laughs> you know, keep your arms and legs out, you know, out inside of the of the cart. But that's it. You, you nothing else. You don't know how fast you're gonna go. You don't know how slow you're gonna go. You don't know which which way is gonna like move around. All you're gonna do is hold on. Yep. And sometimes you're going wee. Other times you, oh shit, <laughs> you know, but but I think that's normal. That's okay. That's that's fine with that. But what happens when, you know, you realize that this ain't what I want, and now how do I make it better or get out, or in Anthony Mackey's uh, situation, uh, find other ways, yeah, to to feed the beast, so to speak, mm-hmm. and then that, and then not to give away the end, she found a way. To feed the beast as well, so that's where the question comes in. And there was a, I saw this article about boredom versus comfort. Yeah, and even though they they kind of separated the difference of the difference between boredom and comfort, I, 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 I just feel a certain way about the whole boredom and comfort anyway. But just to go over a couple of them, uh, one of them said. Boredom is restless. Uh, I'm sorry. Boredom is restless, and comfort is peaceful. That makes sense. Perfect uh, sense. Boredom means wanting to get out. Comfort means feeling safe. Yep. Uh, boredom means unhappiness. Comfort means happiness. Uh, boredom requires a solution. Comfort is perfect. And then boredom comes with a desire for something new. Comfort. It, comfort does not, you know, it's it's good where it is. What my response to that is that I look at comfort and boredom on the same road. I think comfort is where you go that will take you eventually to boredom. No, 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 no. Oh no, totally no. disagree with that. No. Sorry, and let me tell you, and let me tell you why. If you go to any business motivational, you talk to any. Coach, the first thing they always talk about is never get comfortable. Do not get comfortable. Because when you get comfortable, you slow down. When you slow down, you eventually stop. And when you stop, everything behind you catches up with you. When you get comfortable, think about people that say they're comfortable. First of all, most people aren't are in the best shape in their life either when they're comfortable. <laughs> so so you, there, there's the physical aspect of being comfortable. 
you know guys that got comfortable when they get married they, oh they got comfortable because you know they, they don't go to the gym as much they start you know they, they drink a little bit more they just they, they don't take care of their body as much as they used to because they don't have to uh anthony mackie said it he's like i ain't gotta do all that i, I i'm good you know you know why he's comfortable there lies that road to get to boredom because if you're comfortable that means you're not hungry i mean how many times have you eaten when you've already full you stop eating because you've got what you wanted so you don't eat anymore you're no but longer hungry that's not comfortable that's full you're you're you're, you're but crossing you're, your metaphors man but I, you're you're but i'm you eat until you no longer need to eat anymore mm-hmm. so you're you're in a your body is in a comfort state your body feels okay it's like all right i'm good now mm-hmm. so stop eating and you stop eating and it's the same thing when you live your life to a level of comfort you stop all right i'm here comfortable next thing you know boredom is right around the corner that's what boredom wants you to do it wants you to stop no see you're confusing comfort with settling two very different things i don't think so very different things no you can settle in a place that's convenient Mm -hmm. okay but you can stay in a place that's comfortable that's the thing that that's that's how i differentiate the two yeah you know in in the cases like settling leads to boredom that I will 100% agree with. Comfort doesn't necessarily mean that you will be bored. Comfort, if you interpret settling as being comfortable, then yes. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, settling goes to boredom. But if you're comfortable, no. Man, comfort is relaxed. It's happy. Those are some of the times when people get the best inspirations. Those are times whenever they, it's like, if you feel comfortable and safe within that space, that means you can be wild and crazy within that space. You're comfortable. You're safe. You know, you can explore in the places that you feel safe. But, you know, if you're bored, you're not going to explore anything. You're going to be scared and you're not going to have the motivation to go do anything. You're going to be bored and sitting on your ass. Well, and and like you were talking about comfort and settling, I look at comfort and safe, two different things. I look at safe and being comfortable is different because for me, if I'm if I feel safe, I feel like, okay, I can take risks. I can do these things. I can do other things that I need to do because I feel safe. I feel like, like you said, I can, I have a area here that I know that I can do other things. I can increase things. I can make things better. If you're comfortable, you're not looking like, like that. You're, you're comfortable. Do so you you're, think, Hey, can you relax or be comfortable in a place you don't feel safe in? Can I relax and feel comfortable? Could you relax and be comfortable in a place that you don't feel safe in? Oh, no. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. my point. Is that? But that's, that's still two different things, though. Being safe and comfortable is not exactly the same thing, though. It, no, I'm not saying it's the same thing. Yeah. I'm saying they occupy the same space. Yeah. Is that one is kind of dependent on the other one. You know, you're not going to feel, if you are uncomfortable, there's no way that you can feel safe. And if you don't feel safe, you're never going to relax enough to be comfortable. Well, they're dependent on each other. They, they're, they're part of that ideal scenario. They're dependent on each other. Well, and remember, like we said, we're talking about all aspects of your life that goes into the area of boredom. And so you can feel safe about certain things in your life. Yeah. You can feel safe about where you are. Mm-hmm. But yet there is a level of because I look at comfort and uncomfortable. I think I always think there's there's a there's a little area in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little area in the middle there. It's like, is 12 noon, is that a.m. or p.m.? <laughs> you know, they yeah. just they decide to switch it. But, yeah, there's there's a gray area. There's, a, there's an area in the, in the middle there that you don't necessarily want to be uncomfortable. But 
I look at when you're comfortable, you stop looking at ways to make things better. And I think what happens is, especially in relationships, people stop trying to make it better. And and like I said, if you if you go to any you know talk to any motivational you know coach you know yeah. any uh, you know business guru, they always talk about you know you know a level of uncomfortableness always makes things better. Mm-hmm. And think about relationships when they're at their best. When they're at their best in the beginning, why? Because you're uncomfortable. Because you're still trying to win them over. You're you're not safe yet. So therefore, you're doing everything you can to make that person feel like they're the best because there is a level of I might lose that person if I don't do the best I can. The moment that stops, that's when the switch happens. That's when, because you got comfortable. Because you got the googly eye now. She gave you the googly eye. She said, I love you. Like, ah, I did it. You know, and then that's where you get comfortable. That's when, why don't you kiss me the way you used to why don't you you touch my back when you walk past me anymore why don't you do these other things you're like why we're good now no the reason is as uh, you weren't ready to get into a relationship you were no, passionate about the thrill of the no. chase but then whenever you settled you lost that part of you you were passionate you lost the love feeling you lost yeah no but that's that's the difference that's what i was trying to tell you is that you know if you love the thrill of the chase. If that's what you're passionate about, if that's what you're not bored about, it, it, that's the thing is that you don't feel safe. You, it, you're not comfortable. Mm-hmm. You're exploring. That's the excitement. That's the passion. Yeah. And in your life, you have different veins of passion. It could be your creativity. It could be a hobby. It could be your job. It could be whatever it is. Yeah. And in those areas, you don't ever want to change the dynamic to lose that passion because that's the thing that keeps you from getting bored in life is if you have passion in something. Right. In something. And it's your own choices and it's your own fault. If you allow yourself to to change or to have somebody else change you to take that passion out, because just like you said, if you're bored in one aspect of your life, mm-hmm. you're going to be bored in the rest of it. And that's because if you don't have passion in one part of your life, then you won't be that, that passion won't bleed into what else you do. So you don't think that life can like change your relationship with your significant other? Uh, I believe it can. Yeah. So and that, and that's what I'm saying. It's not always about it's the other person is the reason why you get bored or the reason why you lose passion. Sometimes life can just come in and change things. No, and and, and that's things that yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing with you yeah. is that you could be passionate about your job, yeah. right? About your career, about you know the technology or the the cause or whatever it is. But if you allow outside forces or life to change that dynamic to where you don't have that, like you get capped out at a certain salary or at a certain yeah. you know, position or you can't keep climbing, well, then you lost that passion. So then you get bored with your job. Yeah, but but earlier you, you said that it, it was the it was the the chase that they were passionate about, but that's not necessarily true. It wasn't the it wasn't the, it it wasn't necessarily the chase. They 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 were trying to get that girl. They wanted her. I want to win her over. So you did everything you could to win her over. Yeah, catch and release. Well, you don't necessarily release. I mean, you're just you're you but want that person. That's if, what you want. Yeah, it wasn't it so, was, so much the chase. You it wanted was, her. It was the acquisition. No, it, it was, was her. It, it was obtaining. No, you're you're talking about uh, obtaining a goal. Your your goal was to get that girl. Yeah. So that particular girl. Yeah, that particular girl. Yeah. So you got her. All right. And, yeah. Now, what are you passionate about? Were you passionate about getting the girl? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't it doesn't just because they were passionate in the beginning and and they were not later. It wasn't because of well, I don't have to chase her no more, so I stopped. It's like no. It's just that. 
it was a level of comfort. Like I'm saying, it's that level of comfort that seeps See, in I your think, head. I think we're saying the same thing, yeah. just differently. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm, well, no, because I'm saying staying away from the word from comfortable. I don't like that word because I think that word will lead you to boredom. That's that's where I'm coming from. All right. Yeah. I don't I don't like comfort because I think comfort is, you know, it's it's, it's on that road. Like if I get on comfort street, well, I, I know boredom street is a couple blocks away. Here's the thing. One word that nobody likes. Mm-hmm. All right. Moist. Yeah, moist no, mm. no, except when you're talking about a cake all right there, there are a few yeah. specific instances where you can use that word and it's okay yeah now this is where i'll agree in your career and certain aspects of your life mm-hmm. you don't want to be comfortable yeah you don't want to you want to have that uncertainty you want to have that uh, just yes you <laughs> again uh what's the word i'm looking for moist Ah, moist exactly <laughs> no you, you want to have that challenge you want to have the unknown yeah you know you you want all that but in certain aspects of your life yes you do want to be comfortable you want to be comfortable when you sleep you yeah. want to be comfortable when you're driving in your car you want to be comfortable when you're going getting massage you want to be comfortable in your suit in your clothes you want to be comfortable when you're taking a jog you know yeah. there's all yes you can't have positive uses for what comfortable and see i look at driving let's let's take driving and mm-hmm. you get comfortable driving and you get too comfortable driving you stop paying attention and then that's when accidents happen there there has to be a, a level of of anxiety there's some sort of level of i have to keep my head on a swivel that'll keep you a good driver and i and i look at it from especially from a man's standpoint I, like i said i can't speak for women but show me a relationship where the guy is you know still on top of his game when it comes to you know taking care of his woman uh looking out for her this and that there is a still a level of i better make sure i do everything because if i don't she may walk out the door yeah if when that goes away from a guy's standpoint when that goes away when they feel like she's not leaving me no matter what i do she ain't going anywhere that's when the attitude, the things change in the relationship. That's when they get comfortable. And like I said, comfort doesn't necessarily mean boredom. But like I said, if you're on Comfort Avenue, you keep driving. Boredom Street is going to be a cross street <laughs> coming in front of you. Now, you don't necessarily have to get to it. But I, I look at comfort as a way of getting to Boredom Street. And it doesn't mean you have to sit there and be insecure in your relationship. I'm not saying that you have to think, oh, no, she's going to leave me. She's going to leave me. But I feel like what drives men, you know, is is the fact that, look, we have to keep pushing forward. Um, I, I tell my girlfriend all the time, I said, we'll never be in a perfect relationship. But as long as we're getting up every day pursuing to make the relationship perfect, it's going to be a perfect relationship because we're constantly growing the relationship. You get a plant, you put water in it. You don't stop once it's at a, at a level that you want to keep it at. You're like, all right, well, I ain't no, got to water it no more. Actually, it depends. Again, like you stop watering the plant. It depends on why you're growing the plant. <laughs> Wait, you well, if you if you want the plant to grow as far as it can, you want the plant to grow to the level of wherever the plant can take you. You don't stop growing it when you're like, all right, well, I'll just keep it at this bar right here. This, this is a comfortable spot right here, so I'm just going to keep it there. Exactly. You're going to keep growing it. 
you're going to keep growing it. And it's not because you're comfortable with, with where the plant is. You're comfortable with the rate of growth. You're comfortable with being able to take care of it. You're comfortable with being able to cultivate it and be a horticulturist and to, to splice it off and to clone it and to make it grow and then to turn it into a garden and all of that. You're comfortable with how it works and how it operates and you know it inside and out. You're comfortable with it. But there's a level of uncomfortness knowing that if you don't do those things, the plant's going to die. So you know there's still things you have to do on a regular basis to keep that plant going. So you're not just, you don't just leave it. You just don't just like, oh, we're good now. And I just sit back and look at it. And again, it's the reason why are you growing a plant? If you're putting that much time into it, it's not that you have to water it. Mm-hmm. It's that, oh, hey, I get to go out and see how many more tomatoes grew today. I get to go and check the pH balance of the soil. You know, it's not something you have to do. It's something that you're passionate about and that you enjoy doing. And it's become part of your life and part of your schedule and everything else. You found something worthwhile mm-hmm. to put your time and invest your energy into. That's it's agriculture not- talk, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm an Aggie, by the way. I'm an Aggie. You can play the fight song. <laughs> <laughs> so that and, and that's the thing is, uh, yeah, is that, you know, I can stop doing things because I know she's not going to leave me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you never should have been with her in the first place. You you never should have committed. You never should got married. You never should have done all that because it wasn't. It you make be, it sound so easy, Jared. Because that's the thing is that you, you, make you it find sound so somebody easy. that inspires you. You know, find there some, might have been a point where they did inspire. They don't inspire anymore. Now what? You just gonna just get up and leave? No. <laughs> and that's where figuring out the difference between actual inspiration versus just. Uh, immediate creativity kind of thing. Yeah. You know, you're put into a new environment. You're going to come up with new ideas. Yeah. But it's the inspiration to keep going, to to grow it into something bigger. People who have inspiration, they start out as city councilman and then go to mayor and then they go to senator and then president. Yeah. You know, other people, they create little lifestyle businesses or they, they're activists within their community or whatever and they're comfortable right there. And that's, that's as far as they go. But uh, no, that, that was my thing about your last comment is that if you stop doing things because you know that she won't leave you mm-hmm. you should be doing things for her because you're passionate about her about the relationship and if that passion wasn't there if it was just a thrill of the chase if it was reaching a goal if it was getting a trophy then you should have gotten that trophy and going all right catch and release yeah and then gone from there you figure you have to you have to know yourself first and know what you want and i guess that's what i was saying is that at, at my age now 37 never been married no kids with uh the previous reputation that I had, <laughs> it's uh, it's now I I know what I want. Yeah, and uh, and I have a better chance of of seeing it, you know, since I I know. So what hap- uh, So what happens to you know in a situation that you know what you want, and then you know five years down the road you're in a situation where, well, I thought this is what I wanted. Do you just automatically go? You know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and just get out. Or do you try to figure out, okay, is there a way to save this? Is there a way to make this better? That's where you go and you just have an honest conversation with your partner. And you go, hey, this isn't working for me anymore, but mm-hmm. I care about you. Like, <laughs> here's some of the problems that I have. Or here's here's yeah. something, if we could amp this up. Or I'm getting, you know, I've settled in this area, but I really wanted to go do these things. Can you support me in doing that? You know, because I don't want to disrupt our five years that we put into each other. So can you help me do this? So that way that boredom doesn't spread to the rest of our relationship. And I've got something that I'm passionate about that I want to do again. I've got a creative outlet. I've got something that we can do together. You can support me with. Yeah. It brings another facet into your relationship. And you hit on several 
things here when it comes to um, when it said, uh, you know, what do you do when you feel bored? And the first thing you said was tell the partner what's up, you know, yep. um, because in I would say in every relationship, there is going to be a boredom period. It's it's going to happen. It's 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 going to happen. You're as human nature. You're going to there's going to be a level of comfort and eventually a level of complacency, and there's going to be a level of boredom that you get into. I think people panic when it happens. You know, I think Anthony Mackie's character panicked when it happened. He's like, ugh. And I think in the movie, I think he turned 38. Yeah, so he 38. Turned, he turned 38. You know, he started getting, you know, the comments of, you know, you're almost dead, you know. And I think for someone older, I would say, like, you know, mid, late 50s, 60s, you know you're old. You know, all right, I'm old. So, you know, I'm just trying to get somewhere to sit my ass down, you know. But I think when you hit that age of, like, you know, that mid-30s where you've been young your entire life. The future has always been bright. The future has always been yours. Yep. Everything was always in front of you. You were the young kid dynamite. You were the, you know, the new kid on the block. The whip, you know, all that your, your entire life. And then all of a sudden now, you're, you're not old, but you're on the other side of young. Mm-hmm. And now you're going, shit, you know, what, what am I going to do now? Oh, no. I'm not happy with my career or, Oh no, I, I don't want to just be the father that, you know, they just, you know, make burgers on the weekends. Oh no, this is the only one I'm going to be with ever for the rest of my life. So you start thinking about all these things and start panicking going, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? But instead of, like you said, you know, taking a step back, figuring this thing out and, and walking through the process. Um, I reached out to some of my married friends with kids Yeah, and I asked them, I was like, so, you know, how does the boredom thing come into play? Like how, do, you know, how do you guys deal with the boredom? And, you know, that's where the kids come in at. And they say, well, a lot of guys that they know, they're not necessarily themselves, but they kind of put all their emphasis and energy into the kids. And that's where kids sports come in. Yeah. That's when you start having those, those helicopter parents, you know, yep. and that's when you start having those parents that are like pushing their kid at 4 a.m. in the morning and, because now they're trying to live out their their uh, their fantasies and dreams through the kids. And so it's like all the energy goes into the kids. Uh, you know, I mean, being a, a, a youth parent, that, that takes a lot of work. Yeah. It's like a full-time job. And so one of my buddies said, you don't have time to be bored because you're taking care of the kids. You're taking them to basketball and baseball and cheerleading and all these other things. So you don't have time. Now, mind you, like you said, you don't have time. But yet they just put their energy in other places. Right. Um, but as far as a relationship standpoint, one was tell your partner what's up. The other one was break your daily routine. Yeah. And, and the other one was make an effort. And I think sometimes I think you're almost scared to approach your, your significant other and tell them I'm bored because, you know, I mean, think about some of the women you may have dated. And if you went to them and said, I'm bored with what's going on right now, do you think you would have got anything else out? <laughs> Actually, this is this is one of those times where I'm going to use uh, your line back on you. It's uh-huh. not always about the other person. Yeah. Okay. In, in this instance of, of, like, if I'm bored, it's, if I sit here and be bored and I make the choice not to talk, my boredom's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. My boredom is going to then turn into either resentment or depression. Yeah. And then that's when it has a serious effect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On, on my, my world, on the dynamics, the balance of my home, my household, my family, my relationship. Yeah. But- if you get to a point where like it's like, you know what, this just I'm not comfortable. I'm bored. 
there's there's some discomfort here. Yeah. And you start at the beginning, then it's a little course correction. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd much rather have that conversation yeah. with with my significant other, where it's like, you know what, you know, maybe don't wear the padded bras. <laughs> you know, where the 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 you know, the unlined ones or, yeah. or, or something. You know, whatever it is. Or it's like, you know, I I I need to play golf once a week. Yeah. You know, uh, even though I, I don't play golf, I don't play yeah. video games, yeah, yeah, none yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. It's like, you know, honey, I, I got to go play golf once a week. How can we change, you know, this to where I get that three hours a day mm-hmm. and then, you know, it doesn't take away from the kids and the home and our relationship? Yeah. Um, I mean, like you say, once again, you're you're hitting a lot of the things that they say do. Um, um, a change of scenery. What's funny, just peek behind the curtain. It's like I said, I, I came from New York. Yeah. And um, my girl came up the last two nights, uh, two days uh, in New York. And she got she left before I did. So right. she was on the plane and then she texted me. And she's like, why is our sex life at such a high level in New York? <laughs> not saying that it's not high here. Because I told you last week, um, grade A, this is, yeah. Um. And and I and, and I immediately I was like, well, I can tell you why. I mean, it's it's we're not at home, you know what I mean? We're we're not we're not in our house. We're not thinking about okay, you know, I gotta get up and go wash the dishes after this, or you know what I mean? You know, you're not you're not thinking about the things you think about when you're at home. And that's what he's saying, change the scenery. You know, uh, they say create a staycation. You know, or you know, go go somewhere. Just a little change sometimes. That's all you need. Just kind of break the monotony, because. You're gonna have monotonous times. I mean, you you're gonna be with somebody on a daily basis. You're gonna have a routine. I mean, eventually a routine is going to happen. It's just yeah. it's going to happen. Now, not to say that it's always gonna be a boring routine, but it, there's always gonna be a routine. And then if she has things she's doing, you got things you're doing, and then you have kids involved. The kids definitely have to be on a routine. You can't not have a kid on a routine. That you gotta pick them up. You gotta take them to school at the same time. Pick them up from school at the same time. You got to take them to these practices. They want to eat at the same time. They're going to go to bed at the same time. So you really don't have a lot of time to kind of do your own thing and for her to do her own thing when the kids are literally putting you on a schedule. And some people just don't like being on a schedule. Um, another thing they said is uh, touch each other more often. Um, just like in, in Black Mirror, she was like, you don't grab my shoulders like you used to. You don't do those little things. And you know, you start thinking about the little things, you know, like, because that's that's the first thing that goes. So little things that go first. Uh, it's not the big things. You don't like automatically say, oh, I'm, I'm going to look around and start cheating. No, you're going, like you said, you're going to stop, you know, rubbing her shoulders. She's going to um, all of a sudden the the pants, the panties start getting a little bigger. <laughs> you know, the warm ups start getting a little saggier. You know, the, the team building exercise T-shirt that she got in 2005 pops. You know, she keeps wearing that one all the time. It's like all of a sudden she ain't wearing the cute stuff, you know, when she sits on the couch anymore. Like everything just kind of, you know, you just kind of get into a routine. And, and then when you see it happen, that's when you have to stop it. You know, you stop it before it gets to a point where it's going to affect the relationship. And, and I think that's what anything It's all about communication. That's what we talked about before. Um, but I disagree with a lot of things that you're saying. And maybe I'm just a hopeless romantic. You with are. A dirty mind. You are. Uh but that's <laughs> both of those things. I am both of those things. <laughs> but it's see, y- you're saying things like it's a chore to do those things. Like it's something you have to try to do. You have to remember to do like the, the times when I've 
it been happiest with my significant other is those little things. It's like remembering, oh, okay, you know, her feet get cold. Yeah. And so I want to make sure her feet are covered. Yeah. Or it's uh, knowing that, hey, you know, she uses bobby pins, you know, and, and keeping a little deal of bobby pins by the, uh, you know, by the, the, the bed or the, yeah. the sink. Mm-hmm. Or it's, you know, every night whenever I go to sleep, I go to sleep with my hand on a booty. Yeah. Like that's, that's one of those things where it's just, it's not something you have to do. It's, it's, it's something that you enjoy doing. But I, like I said, I would love to, you know, 10 years ahead of, you know, 10 years in the future and go, are you still doing all those things? And that, and that would be the test. The test wouldn't be the, what you're doing early on in a relationship. The test is what you're going to do. Like I said, actually. And, and again, I, I would say the test at the very beginning is if you're doing those things because you feel like you have to, or if you feel like you have to do it to keep her, or if you're doing it to impress her, or if you're doing those things because it's not she that inspires simple, you to do them. It's not that simple though. Yeah, Cause <laughs> I, this is what I, I will tell you from my dating experience mm-hmm. is that as soon as I start doing things because I feel like I have to, yeah, that's when I stop. But what if you're married for ten years? You don't just you're gonna just uh, get a divorce because you're not touching her booty anymore before you go to no, school. No, but that's one of the things where you think about why you're doing them in the beginning. Like like I said, it's it, not a self. You don't consciously go. Well, you know what? It's been five years. I'm gonna stop putting my hand no, on her booty. It's it's the thing. Like I said, three dates, three weeks, three months. If at that point, at any point, you've gone, oh, okay, I gotta do this. Mm-hmm. If that ever crosses, which oh, okay, I gotta do this, then. No, you're in the wrong spot. You're in the wrong place. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be a chore. It should be a responsibility. Like you said, the first three months is the easiest time. Right. That's the best time. You shouldn't have to go, oh, God, I have to do this. Yeah. Um, another thing they say, uh, do not, and you, you said this earlier, um, don't forget to do your thing. You know, don't forget to still you know, do what you like to do. Don't forget mm-hmm. to, don't lose yourself, yeah. uh, so to speak. And I think women, that happens to them more than men. I think women will lose themselves in a relationship. When they fall for a guy and they want this guy, like, they they will drop things. You know, they will drop things a lot quicker than guys. Like, women will drop careers and travel across the country in a heartbeat for a guy. A guy's like, eh, we're going to have to figure this thing out. You know, we're going to have to do a little little long-distance relationship thing. You know, it, especially if they have a career there, you know, they love and they care about it's a lot easier for a woman to drop things. They they will lose themselves. I, I hear women all the time saying that whenever one of their friends get in a new relationship, they don't see her anymore. Like, she's gone. It's Actually, tr- that, that defies the genders. That has to do with personality types. Well, I, I see it more with women than I do men. Um, and and not saying that men don't do it, because I, I, no, I know some people personally that have done it. <laughs> I, I am one of those guys that i i'm the guy that disappears whenever I, and i'm the guy that you didn't just changed. completely disappear i mean i would say i mean yes it would probably be you and plus one <laughs> whenever something would go whenever we would do something but i won't say you disappear but i i've i like i said i, I men and women yes but i see it more with women like completely like like all right i i don't i'm not gonna be available for happy hour i'm not gonna be available for lunch I'm, i mean you know it's like they'll just just follow the face of the earth. Well, uh, th- then I would say they're not in a healthy relationship. Well, it has nothing to do with the other person. It's just what they 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 want to they they want to put everything into them, you and, know. And, and then they realize that they lost themselves, and that's not healthy. And so the guy should be like, "Honey, you're around me too much. You need to find something to do." That you think no, it's, it's not him? that. It's like <laughs> it's like listen, you. I don't want to be a reason why you get behind at work. I don't want to be a reason why you've fallen out with your friends. I don't want to be a reason why you don't have time for your hobbies. Mm-hmm. I want to be an addition to your life. I want to make things that you already have better. I want you to be your own independent person with what you do because that's what I like about you. 
I don't want you to be dependent on me. I don't want to be responsible for your, for like I want to be responsible for you and support you and everything that you do. But I don't want to be responsible for your happiness. Yeah. Like for for what defines you as a person in your life. You know, I want to be with you in all those things. Yeah. I want to encourage it, but no, listen. Keep your friends. Keep your hobbies. Do your stuff. Because I'm trying to keep mine. Club. Yeah, because I'm trying to keep mine. Try, yeah, yeah. And and as soon as one person loses themselves in the relationship, if the other person doesn't, then it's a, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not balanced. No, uh, I I agree 100. percent Remember to flirt. Now this goes back to what you were saying. You said you shouldn't have to remember. You should be doing it because you want to. But like I said, you you kind of have to put yourself in a in a time warp that you, you know, you, you get in a time machine and you travel maybe 10 years in, you know, after a couple of kids and after, you know, life in itself, you know, you, you, you forget to do certain things. Now flirting might not be one of them, but in some cases they, they figure like, Hey, you kind of have to keep that spark. You got to find a way to keep that spark and then try something new in bed. Another idea that you can do. I don't know what that means, whatever that means to anybody listening. <laughs> Try something new. I will say, I would stay away from bringing in another person. Do not do that. No. If that, you're struggling in your relationship, if your relationship is bored, adding another penis is probably not the idea. Just no. It's it, it, this is between you two. It, there's nobody else need to be involved. This is between you guys. This is something y'all need to figure out. Now, if that's something y'all want to do after you've got to figure this thing out, you know, God bless you. <laughs> but. No, do not do that. That that is that is not to do. Uh, they don't do that. But yeah, I, like I said, it, it's just it's not. I don't like I say. I, I don't think it's one of those things where it's just like okay, well you shouldn't do this and you don't supposed to do this and you don't have to feel this way because if you're with the right person then you won't. You know, I just think that time, life, shit happens, kids happen, and you know you find yourself going down a path that. You know, once again, you don't know what path you're gonna go down. You all, you know, no one gets married going, okay. Now, probably in three years, I'm gonna come down with an illness, and then you're gonna have to do this. I won't be able to have sex for a while. You know, it's like, you know, you don't prepare for this. You don't know what's gonna happen, and so life has a tendency of, of taking you down a road, and then next thing you know, you're, you're, you're in this level of boredom, and then. I think people panic, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I think these little tips here will help you get out of the boredom situation or help you deal with it. But like you said before, the number one thing I'm just trying to tell you not to get into it in the first place. It's not that simple, Jared. It's not that simple. I don't think I don't. There's not a person on this planet that planned to be bored in their marriage. I mean, I don't no. think that was part of the plan. No. I don't. I don't think they. That's what, you know. So I, I'm assuming that. They all got in these relationships. I got in my relationship because you were feeling all these things. You were, you know, in a place where you you want to spend the rest of your life with them. You want to do these things. But then, like I said, you know, life happens and you just got to learn how to deal with life when it happens. I, I agree 100 percent. The only thing that I'm saying is that as uh, from the perspective of a 30, closer to 40 mm-hmm. person that has never been married, yeah. no kids. Yeah. That has had, you know, basically three what would people classify as like long term serious relationships, five depending on the, you know, the definitions. Uh, I ask myself why I do things now, especially with my last two relationships. Yeah. I ask myself, why am I spending time with them? Why am I doing this stuff? Am I doing it because I'm being guilted or manipulated or is it because I feel like I have to in order to keep them or 
as soon as that thought enters my mind, bye Felicia. Like it's I'm done because I've made those mistakes before and I'm not going to do that again. Now, the people that you're talking about that get bored in the marriage or bored in their life or all those other things, maybe they didn't have enough time dating to, to see that. Maybe they didn't know to ask themselves those questions early on. Well, I've <laughs> it's funny. You, you're making my point that I've made, you know, years, years, years for, uh, ago. I said that there's, people shouldn't get married before they're 35 years old. I said no one should get. But, but I understand, you know, there's there's other issues and why women, you know, they want. Hey, look, I, I want to have kids. I don't want to be 40 years old trying to have kids. But I, I think that you are at a level now. You you won't have to go through this because, like you said, you've lived enough. You know yourself. 25, 26, you're still trying to figure this thing out. And most people, that's when they start getting married. You know, so that's why they have these life changing things. They start finding things about themselves that they didn't know. So the way they, I mean, me at 25 couldn't have the same conversation with me at 30. And that was just five years. Me 30 would look at 25 year old and go, man, go sit down somewhere. So imagine being married at 24, 25, having kids, and then you turn 30, 31. You don't think the same way that you thought, you know, at 24, 25. So mm -hmm. like I said, in your case, yeah, yeah, now, absolutely. Like, yeah, you know. You, I mean, you, you, you've seen this movie before. You've been on this roller coaster. <laughs> so <laughs> you know the roller coaster. You were there before the roller coaster got built. You remember that there was a grocery store there before that roller coaster got there. So mm -hmm. that's why, yeah, that's why you're looking at it from your standpoint now of like, just why would you be in that relationship? Why would you be in there? But you, you understand that we're talking about people who were getting married, you know, at an early age still trying to find themselves and then they hit that age that you're at now and, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they woke up going whoa like i'm looking at things wait has that always been red i thought that was a kind of a bluish color now it looks red like you know all of a sudden you start seeing things differently you smell things differently and so now you're you as they say you woke yep and so woke might mean that what you're living the way you're living right now might not be the life that you want and then that's where you figure out, well, I got to keep it. I got to, I, I, what I'm do now, I can't leave. Hence, boredom. And then, and that's, that's kind of where, where we leave it. Let me ask a question. How long do you think it would take for you and I to get bored if we were locked into a room together? Like, we still had food, movies, TV, everything else. If we had to spend, however, like, basically, what if we got married with all the physical stuff? Okay. Like, how long do you think it would take for us to get bored? Like, do you can, not think that we would just go and, like, have some, like, killer fun? Like, Can we still do the podcast? Oh, yeah. Still oh, okay. do the podcast. Right. I mean, we would freaking travel everywhere. Like, we would just tell jokes all the time. We'd yeah. go drink, and we would eat, and we would have fun. And, right. hey, you know what? We want to start our own sports team. So we started adopting, <laughs> uh, was it 11 kids or yeah. whatever. And uh, we got the whole uh, the whole line. Okay. You know? And then we do, like, a Snoop Dogg. We get a tour bus, and we uh, you know put the kids and, and <laughs> yeah. do all that. And then we got a reality show based off of a uh, yeah, sports. Yeah, we on Netflix, yeah. So how long do you think it would take for you and I to get bored? I'm still trying to wrap my head around this whole uh, us in a relationship but not having sex. That's uh, th that's the thing is that, you know, I, I was, uh, oh gosh, how long ago was it? Seven years ago? Yeah. Uh, my buddy Preston, the girl I was dating at the time. Uh, and it's funny because people say this is my type, which it's actually not. But uh, fake blonde hair, yeah. uh, fake boobs. And, uh, you know, model, that kind of thing. He's like, dude, you got to wipe that one up. Seriously. Yeah. I'm like, why? He's like, oh, man, because she's hot and um, she's great in the sack and like all this stuff. And I was like, 
depressed and I, I can't actually have a, a conversation with her. Like, uh, it just, it's, it's arm candy. Yeah. And at some point, you know, the silicone's going to pop and things are going to sag and stuff won't work. And then you're just eventually left with, I got to talk to you now. Yeah. We got to have a conversation. Yeah. We got to have a conversation. And that's when you get bored. Yeah. What do you, what do you base the value of your relationship off of? Yeah. And so that's why the, in the early days with the young guys, that's why there's a 50, 50, like divorce rate divorce yeah. is because yeah. sometimes they get with the right person that they're supposed to. And then they end up growing together. Right. And the other 50%, they're in it for the wrong reasons, and they grow apart, yeah. and it doesn't work. But if you do get bored, like I said, it's not the end of the world. No. Uh-uh. And like I said, we gave you some things that you can do uh, to help that. And like you said, no one's perfect. I mean, I'm pretty damn close, but other than that, there's no one you're going to find anyone that's going to be, that's going to fit everything that you want. It's going to be, I mean, all of these, like, so... You, you got to learn to work with people. You got to learn to, you know, deal with people. You got to learn to, you know, help people grow. You want people that want you to grow and just grow together. And just like we're trying to grow the pod. Yeah. We're trying to grow the pod. We're growing together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's okay to have these feelings, but know that there are things you can do to make it better. And, and, and all I have to say is if you get bored, like Juan said, that's okay. Yeah. It is okay. But what is not okay is not talking to your partner about that. Talk to It him. is not okay to go start doing things that when you're supposed to be having bowling league, you want to go do something else. You to better be, be bowling. You better be fucking bowling. Okay. <laughs> like, don't be a dick. Your, your partner's your teammate. You talk to him because most likely you guys can find something to go have fun doing. Stay out the strip clubs. Yeah. Don't be at the scruples. Are they sliding down the pole? Yeah. No, that ain't the way to go. That, that don't solve your boredom. That, that, that don't solve your boredom, so don't do it, guys. But you know what? It's time for us to bounce, J-Rod. All um, right. So be sure to follow us on Facebook at I'll Have a Double, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at I'll Have a Double Podcast. I'm Juan B. I'm Jared. Oh, we got a guest next week. Oh, we do? Yeah. Really? Who's we, the guest? We actually talked to female to come and hang out in your apartment. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We got a guest next week. We'll talk about that uh, next you, week. You act like that's... Mm. <laughs> don't, don't be over here shaking your head. Don't like, what the fuck you talking about? I, I, got, I got chicks in the living room getting it on. And they ain't leaving. Oh, I'm got a new best friend. Best friend. Cause Boren got a new best friend.